Welcome back to our 79th episode of the Launcher Farm Show, where I interview Zach Schull from Connect Me. In this episode, Zach and I talk about why agents can't rely on generic and boring content marketing anymore if they want to see results on their farm. And Zach shares how agents can repurpose content, namely video content, to create a variety of other types of marketing pieces to capture a lot more attention in their farm. And we talk about what type of content gets results and how to create the right type of content for your audience. And Zach shares a super easy way to create content that ties into your other marketing strategies so you don't have to keep recreating the wheel. And we talk about how being genuine and authentic in your content marketing can pay off huge. Plus, we talk about a ton of other ideas that you can use to grow your geographic farm. So be sure to check out this episode, like and subscribe, and enjoy the episode with Zach. Welcome back to another episode of the Launcher Farm Show. I'm your host, Ryan Smith, and today we've got a great guest. It's Zach Schull. He's the founder of Connect Me. So Zach, take a second, tell us a bit about yourself and why you're here. Sure. Well, first of all, uh, Ryan, I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, you know, we kind of worked on other projects and stuff yeah. together, so it's nice to, to be on here. And um, so, yeah, my name is Zach Scholl. I'm the founder of Connect Me. Uh, I live and grew up in Philadelphia. And... Um, you know, we do a lot of content marketing at Connect Me. We help edit your videos, help you with a podcast, YouTube page. Um, you know, running ads is great, but it's getting more expensive and I feel less effective. And I feel like content marketing is really the way to, to get people to know, like, and trust you through video yeah. and, you know, providing value through free content. And I'm very passionate about that. So that's kind of where I'm coming from and what we do. Awesome. Oh, and also I just launched my own podcast, which I love to have you on. It's called Coaches and content. Um, it's more for like coaches and leaders, but I think anyone would enjoy it. Um, you know, we just teach you how to get clients through content. You know, I've interviewed people about meditation, um, LinkedIn, running Facebook ads. So you'll get like a variety of all different types of stuff on there. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes. And at the end, we'll do a plug as well. So you can share a bit more about that as well. So yeah, we want to dive in today about content creation, because I think it's an important part of really any real estate business, but specifically geographic farming, where we want to become that expert. We want to become known as that person in the community that knows the area that we're selling. And one of the best ways to do that is through content marketing. And a lot of agents I find struggle with trying to create just real estate content or, or just talking about themselves. And when you can learn to really kind of embrace all of the stuff that's going on in the community, whether it's real estate, whether it's community related, whether it's national stuff, international or hyper local stuff, content really makes a difference on having you stand out. So let's, before we dive into that though, I want to share kind of who you are and how you got to where you're at. So what got you into content marketing and, and how did you kind of get to where you are today? Sure. Well, the other thing is I like having this conversation with you because who knows more about the power of content than you with your podcast, you know? So <laughs> to talk to someone who gets it makes it a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, so my background is, um, you know, I used to be a, a DJ and a hip hop producer. Um, so I've always had like a background in, I guess, media and content creation. Yep. Um, in college, I started interviewing uh, rappers and actors for a website. So I've interviewed a lot of them are over the phone, some are in person, but nice. I've interviewed uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, a lot of legendary rappers, Ice-T. Um, so I've kind of always been a content creator. Yep. And I just, yeah, I like content. I like media. Um, so then fast forward after college, I found out that there were actual social media marketing agencies and uh, not to date myself, this was about 10 <laughs> years ago, you know, like 2011, 2012, um, so that's kind of, I kind of fell into that, the social media side. 
And, um, you know, social media used to be way different. You could post like a stock image and get like a hundred views or a hundred <laughs> likes, you know, yeah. like <laughs> so I, I miss those now. days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so different now. So I've kind of just grown with, um, how where content has gone. And, uh, a couple of years ago, I off and on, I've always had my own company, but a couple of years ago, I really started connect me. Um, so after college, I moved home, I worked for a mortgage company and I met a lot of realtors. I just started working with realtors. I worked with a lot of uh, co- real estate coaches. Um, you know, I like working with realtors. They're always characters. They're independent. Um, you know, they don't always do what you tell them to do. But... <laughs> yeah, that, that is very true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they're always, you know, they're usually great people. They have to deal with people. You know, they have to be a certain, like, realtors are a certain type of people. So, um, so yeah, just do, you know, work with realtors and, you know, we help them. We coach them on what types of videos to create. We can edit the videos for them. You know, some people like editing themselves, you know, like with TikTok and stuff today, it's a lot easier to edit yep. your own videos. Um, it's amazing where we've come from. Even a couple of years ago, it was all about the green screen yep. and the graphics and everything being overproduced. And uh, I see your dog there. It's cute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of along the landscape has changed. TikTok has really changed everything. But, um, yep. you know, the other type of content that's great is, is podcasts like this, having a YouTube channel. Um and I think you touched on a great point of, you know, nobody, you can't just make stuff about real estate because, yeah. you know, most people aren't going to watch it. They don't care. So that's why it's super important about the type of content that you make. Uh, you know, if we're talking locally, local agent, you know, you might want to go to a local restaurant, local yep. barbershop, whatever. And, you know, you say, Hey, I was at this restaurant. It was great. You meet the owner, you get the network with them. They know people you post it on social media, you tag them, they share it. So yeah, content creation is super important in this day and age. Yeah, and like you said, you can't just do the basics like you used to be able to do. I know when I got started in real estate, I've been 14 years in the business. You used to be able to do a simple thing. You'd post a, an inspirational quote and you'd get all this attention from it. You could join a Facebook group and every post you posted would be seen and liked. And you have to really adapt and evolve. And I find that some agents may have tried it in the past and didn't like it or may haven't tried it in the past and think it's as easy as they, as they think. And the reality is, the key to good content, which you know, is, is creating content that actually resonates with people, that adds value to people, and is going to keep people engaged. And just a simple picture, a stock image isn't going to do anything. Just a, a post about what you had for lunch isn't going to be enough. And this is where I think with farming, it's so impactful because we can tailor our message to who we're trying to serve, which is that community that we're going after. And we can do that in so many different ways. And that's the great thing about it is if you're just being real estate focused, there's only so many topics you can talk about. There's only so many things you can post about, but when you're embracing the community and becoming that ambassador, the the sky's the limit. And there's so much value you can bring to the, to the table, as long as you're willing to do that and maybe step outside of your comfort zone and and do things that you, you may have never done before. Yeah. That's a big thing too, is you put yourself out there, you know, like it doesn't have to be perfect. Doesn't have to be overproduced. Actually, like studies and reports show that the underproduced stuff does better. Yep. And I think it's just because we're inundated with ads and all this, you know, shiny stuff and corporate looking things and people there were overwhelmed and overstimulated. You really just have to get to the point of it and just get to the meat of what it is, you know? Yeah, exactly. And you have to find what people are going to want and, and connect with. And again, I've seen a lot of agents, I'm sure you've seen it too, where a lot of agents think they've got an idea of what the, they think the consumer wants, or they think they got an idea of this funny thing, or they're at a party and they think they talk about this thing or like, oh, this would be a great idea. And it's like, it doesn't actually fly. And then there's certain things where like something takes off. You're like, how the heck did that take off? Just because certain things resonate with people and certain topics and, and, and content does well. Now there's certain things 
you like you know is you can kind of count on if you do it consistently will give you the results but sometimes you have those weird wild cards that you never knew was right. going to take off and that's a great topic that people resonate with yeah i think the big lesson there is you never know until you try so yeah. kind of have to you know I, I think content creation is for certain people because certain people if you don't like doing it it's not going to work you're not going to yeah. look good in camera so i think yeah i think that's part of it too is you have to be excited about it make it simple for yourself um you know if you're out at a listing just do a quick story you know it doesn't have to be like i said it's better to have something than nothing it doesn't have to yeah. be overproduced and all that yeah so that's perfect segue into what i want to ask is getting started in content creation if you if you've never done it if agents are going like hey i'm trying to create some type of plan i'm maybe i've never even touched instagram or, or tiktok or facebook or anything like that what would be a good place for agents to kind of get started to test the, the waters and see if it would be a good fit for them yeah, it's a great question. Um, I think it's first you have to figure out like who you are and what your image or your brand is. Mm. And because you have to, you're conveying yourself to the world. So if you're not authentic, people will know, you know, like if you're not a dancer, don't don't even try to make a dancing video on TikTok, you know, like yeah. if you are, you know, and just think about what your hobbies and your interests are, um, because that'll help you, you know, you want to attract like-minded people. So I think first you have to think about who you are, what you stand for, who your niche is, you know, that's yep. important too. you know, what your clientele is, because if your clientele is mainly women, you know, you might not want to make stuff that guys would resonate with. Yep. So, yeah. So before you do anything else, you really got to figure out yourself and your brand. Um, and then after that, then you can kind of start thinking about what to do. Um, you know, it depends how much you want to jump into it. Like I've had people, I've helped them come up with, um, a spreadsheet with content and ideas, stuff they should film, stuff they want to do. Yep. Um, so that's part of it too. And I think the biggest thing is, is just, just start. Like that's the biggest thing is you just have to start. And you know, the most, the average person doesn't like looking at themselves or hearing themselves talk. Yeah. Unfortunately you have to look, you know, you have to look at your video and make sure it's good. Yeah. So I think that's another thing too, is you kind of have to not to be blunt, but kind of get over yourself and, and just get out of your, your shell Yep. But I promise you it works if you're consistent with it, because I see it happen all the time. The more videos you put out there, the more top of mind you are with people. Yep. So, you know, your neighbor, Sally, she might see your video today, but she's not ready to buy a house for another couple months. But as she gets closer to buying or selling her house, you're putting out content. She remembers, oh, hey, Ryan's a realtor. I see his videos all the time. You know, let me contact him. So, you know, I think it's like a progression of like, you know, figuring out who you are, figuring out what type of content you want to make and then just do it. And, you know, TikTok has really changed the landscape, the point and point and shoot stuff. It just makes it super easy. You know, you can yeah. just start with your cell phone. Yeah, exactly. And I think what you said is, is true is that you just have to start because a lot of people get hung up on that. The nerves, they're, they're terrified that how they're going to look silly. And a friend of mine, Michael Kreese, who was actually on the show as well. And he talked about using video and he said, if you're going to be you just be you and he said people are going to like you or they're not going to like you and wouldn't you rather get that over and done with with a video and it's like if they don't like you they're not going to call you anyways versus you, sh you maybe they don't know who you are and then you show up in person they're like oh i don't like this person so he said you can eliminate a lot of people and, and attract the right people but you have to get started and to your point is it you may not be perfect at the beginning it's going to evolve and i know for myself i look back at my first video i did 12 years ago, something like that. And it's, it's a joke what I did and how uncomfortable I was, but you have to kind of push through that. And it's, it's, it's easy to say to do, but yeah, you, you have to be, you just have to take that leap and, and, and trust in the process because it does work, but you got to be willing to, to get uncomfortable. 
I would love to see your video. I mean, 12 years ago, that's super ahead of the curve. So I'm curious, what did you make your early videos about? So I did with my mortgage broker and we did, uh, it was called the, the real estate drive-through and we had a shtick. It was uh, answering your real estate questions in under three minutes or it's free. So we did the kind of like a fast food type thing where it was just quick paced, fast answer. We'd answer questions. Uh, so we did a kind of series of, of questions and we got started and we had a crappy camera, but then our mic was okay. Then we switched to a better camera, but then our mic sucked. And then it was just messing around, but then we kind of got better at it and got better. And we still get views on our videos that we haven't put out in years. And we still go back once in a while. And be like, Oh man, look at that. And we have 1400 videos views on one of those, one of our videos. So it was for us, it was just trying to provide value right up front. We worked together and I found that worked well for both of us because we were able to kind of bounce ideas off each other and have conversations. And then that led into a whole bunch of other stuff that I've done. So <clears throat> you have to, you have to be willing to put yourself out there and just start. And yeah, like it's, it's gonna, it's not going to be as good as your first one. If you look at the YouTube people that are like massive YouTube stars, if you look at their first videos, they're not even close to what they do. It's an evolution and it's a thing that you have to just build off of and just get comfortable with. Yeah. I think that's why you really have to kind of look at it as like a journey and it's something you like anything else, you'll get better at it and it becomes yep. more fun. The better you get at it, the more you figure it out. And the other thing that you mentioned too, is like, that your, your video from 10 years ago might have like 1500 views now. So video is what's called evergreen, where it's like, it's on YouTube, it's on your website, it's there forever. So, you know, once you're farming, which I'm sure we'll get into, but you're farming and then people find out about you, then they check out your content, you know, they might watch all, every single video you have. So that's the thing too, is, you know, video lasts forever. So once you yep. make content, you know, somebody might watch it years from now, who knows? I'm, I bet you, you've gotten clients from that video. Yeah, and it exactly like I said, you don't know who's going to find it, or sometimes someone may share it, and you, you may have. I've had videos that I've done for my old podcast and show that I used to do, and I'm still getting tons of views on those, and people are still finding me because of search engine optimization, because of just that's the topic someone was looking for. They found it on some other website and things like that, and that's where, like you said, that evergreen content is so powerful that it creates a story for you that that stays there, and people can find it, and then people can connect with you. Now the key is to continually do that. And this is where I've seen a lot of agents where they'll create some good content. They may hire a video producer or something and they make a great video and then that's it. They, they make one video or two videos and then they, they stop. And you, I'm sure you'd agree that it's better to create good content consistently than one great content or one great piece and then, and then stay there. Yeah. I tend to tell people you should try to work it into your schedule where maybe you dedicate one hour a week to yep. recording videos. Like it really doesn't have to be that complicated or that crazy. You know, if you can dedicate every Monday, 11 to 12 PM, I'm making videos, it makes it a lot easier. And really like the better you get, you could easily do two or three videos in an hour. I mean, depending on what you're doing. Yep. Um, so yeah, for sure. So then I want to kind of switch gears and, and dive into then creating content specifically for your farm and for your community. What have you seen has, that has done well with creating content, whether it is video, whether it's digital content or whatever, what are you seeing agents do well with when it comes to hyper-local content? Sure. Yeah. So like anything else, it's all about providing value and giving and then not taking. And yeah, I think that um, the best things are, you know, you want to make, like you said, you can't make everything about real estate, but you definitely have to do some, but if you're going to make it about yeah. real estate, make it something educational. So um, I think a mix of like, you know, tips for if you're about to sell your house, tips if you're going to buy a house, you know, make tips like that and make the videos short, you know, 45 seconds. They don't have to be long. 
Uh, I mean, it depends if you're doing it for YouTube or social media. Yep. Um, so I would say that for sure, educating people on the process and how it works. Um, the other big thing too is, and this is like killing two birds with one stone because you're making content and you're networking with the community is to go to local restaurants, whatever, local events and yep. film videos there um, because you're networking with business owners and then you post the content, they share it. So, you know, you're meeting people, you're reaching their audience um, and then, you know, one person leads to another. So you could say, hey, you know, you might go to a pizza shop and say, hey, I'm trying to do videos for restaurants. Do you have a friend? And you know how industries work. Usually people know each other. They have other industry. So, you know, I would say community videos for sure, yeah. educational videos. Um, and I like how you mentioned stick earlier. So, you know, I'm a huge wrestling fan, you know, like WWE and yeah. everyone has a gimmick. You know, every guy has their own stick and gimmick. So yeah. I think that rather than just being like, hey, I'm a local agent, if you have some type of shtick or gimmick that will really take you to the next level and help you brand yourself. So, uh, you know, like you mentioned, you had your fast food drive-through video. So, you know, you could come up with themes like that. Like you really just have to make it, well, you know, the three E's, educational, entertaining, and engaging. So yeah. you really want your videos to kind of fall under those categories. Exactly. And I also find too, that you may have to experiment and try different things. You may have an idea, like I said, that you think is great and that doesn't, doesn't go off it doesn't take off and you may have to evolve and adapt and for our videos they, they worked okay at the beginning but then we evolved over time and changed things and you have to figure out what you're going to be comfortable with but also that your audience who you're trying to reach is going to, to enjoy and appreciate and i like that, that the, the three e's because that really resonates and when you create content keeping that in mind will then help you go okay if i'm going to create this piece regardless of what it is is it educational is it entertaining and is it engaging that helps you then go okay maybe I need to change something. Maybe it's not as entertaining as I need to be, or maybe it's not as educational. And I find that a lot of agents come from, uh, especially when it comes to farming, they come from a, a boasting background where they try to talk about how great they are or how many homes they've sold, or they're just advertising a just list of just solds. And the reality is most people don't care about that. And if you're trying to build your audience and try to build your, your, your database, you got to create content that people will care about. And this is why I, I preach I, something I talk about all the time that I created is called CPRs, community positioning and relationships. And that's really what the fundamentals of farming is. The positioning part is so important that you position yourself. And I teach it all the time is it's positioning as the expert and the ambassador. And you have to showcase that you are an expert. It doesn't have to be real estate specific. It could be like you said, you're in the community, you're checking out restaurants, you're checking out things that are happening. You could be educating people on laws and changes that are happening in the area, or maybe there's hot topics that are coming up that people need to know about. And then by being that ambassador, you're showing the community that, hey, I'm not just looking out for a transaction. I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to create value for that community. And content can absolutely help you do that. And you've never, don't even have to have even sold a home before. I've seen so many agents who create, create good content to get started. And it's like, they, they're brand new agents and you would never know because they're good at content and they're good at positioning themselves. And that's where content can really help that elevate that that expertise level and that ambassador level by creating valuable content that people will resonate with yeah i think and you know using the strategy we're talking about really forces you to become like known in the community and network with the community and that's what everyone yeah. talks about doing and video you know having your own videos and your own youtube channel or facebook it really gives you your own platform like you have this platform yeah. about farming so you know, it can really give you your own platform as well. And that's super valuable to have because then you can start interviewing. You know, I tell people a lot too, they should be interviewing people in the community, 
you know, with technology today, like we're doing now, uh, what, are you in Toronto? Where are you? Just outside. Yeah. I'm in Niagara okay. region. So just for the rest of the world, most people just, I just tell people near Toronto. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. So I'm in Philly and right now we're doing an interview. So like, you know, you might be the local business might be down the street, but you, if you don't have a camera guy and lighting and all that's complicated, it's super easy to just use zoom. It's pretty amazing actually how like a lot of podcasts are just done through zoom now. So, yep. you know, there's just so many benefits to creating content and um, you know, you just got to get started somewhere. Yeah. And I think like you said earlier about kind of killing two birds with one stone is when you're out there doing stuff in the community, you're networking with the businesses, you're getting in front of their audience, you're expanding your audience in front of their, in front of their reach as well. And that's something I teach. I talk about strategies acting is when you create content, when you create strategies, the more you can overlap them and help them work together, the better your reach is going to be, the more you're going to be able to connect with people. So maybe you have a newsletter and you do video content and then you can promote both on, on both avenues, or you can do local business interviews and then they're promoting it. And then they're also doing an event and you're sponsoring the event. And by tying those strategies together, you're able to reach more people more quickly versus something like just a traditional postcard. It's a one and done. Someone looks at it, throws it in the garbage and there's, there's nothing else there. So you, you want to be able to, to tie together and content marketing can absolutely really kind of be the glue that holds some of the other strategies that you do together. And you can, like you said, you can tie it to other things and use that to, to, to further promote it and create value. Yeah. I mean, it's really like an icebreaker. It gives you a reason and a purpose to reach out to people um, that maybe you otherwise wouldn't, or, you know, like I have a friend now who just started mortgages and he's always asking me for advice and he's like, you know, should I cold call? Should I cold email? And it's like, well, you can, but what are you going to say? Like, let's just connect. You know, I want to buy you a drink or let's, can I pick yeah. your green? Like, no one, if I don't know you, I don't, I'm not going to do that. Like yep. nobody cares about what, who you are. It's what you can do for them. So yep. if you instead say, Hey, I'm a new mortgage broker. Um, I have this YouTube channel. I would love to interview for it. You know, that's, that is, gives you a reason to reach out to people rather than just like, Hey, you got any leads? Hey, can I pick your brain? You know? Exactly. And you reach a fresh, different audience every time you do that too. So when you interview a new person, you now hopefully tap into their audience, which they have people that you don't have in your audience and they're going to share it. And one of the things I talk about all the time is that uh, I use the example when I was single, I would say that the best way to get introduced to someone is to be introduced by someone else. So when you do an interview and you're interviewing someone else, now that person's probably going to share that episode because just like you're on this episode, you're probably share it with your audience and, and vice versa. You're more likely to be reaching new people that you never reached before. If you're just doing a standalone show or podcast where it's just yourself, you're only selling to your existing audience. When you do interviews and when you do things that are in the community, you're going to be able to reach a quicker, an audience quicker and reach more people that you probably would have never reached in the traditional fashion that you were doing before. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's as we're, you know, I've been doing content marketing for a while, but I, this kind of just reaffirmed why I like doing it so much and how powerful it is, you know? Yeah, it's impactful, but you have to be, like you said, you have to be willing to start. So I want to ask you about podcasts, because I know that's a big part of, of things that you, you're a believer in and help promote. That's when, when I find when agents hear that word, they get scared and run to the hills. They can, some agents can get behind video, but podcasting, I find, is one of those things that can scare agents to, to never start. And they don't realize how simple it is to actually get up and running. So can you talk us through what you really need to get started with a podcast? 
Yeah, it's a great question. So what I do, what we do a lot is, um, you know, people say content uh, repurposing. I call it content remixing just because I used to be a DJ and it sounds, <laughs> different and it sounds cool. So yeah, yeah. content remixing. So, yeah. um, you know, everything starts with video. And a lot of people don't know that any video can be turned into a podcast. All you do is just take the audio from the video and turn it into a podcast. Yep. So I always tell people you should really start with video like this. Like you can use Zoom. You know, you might have to invest in a decent mic or a decent camera, which is not expensive. Yep. You, know, you might have to get like the pro Zoom account so you can record for more than 40 minutes. But, yep. you know, you can really do everything through Zoom. And then what you can just do is you just take the audio from the video, uh, turn that into a podcast, put the video on YouTube. And then to take it another step further is you could take like a 30, 45 second clip. You could do multiple clips from one video, use those for social media. And then say, hey, guys, you can watch or listen to this whole video by clicking here and then giving them a link. So everything kind of really starts with video. Um, yeah. And then I'm curious, what do you use for your podcast platform? I use Spreaker. What do you use? I, I use Anchor. Okay. It's cheap, free. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's got a good distribution uh, right. for me. I, I That's why I love it. And I, I've had some other people I've talked to about getting involved with it. It's something you can get into that's very simple and easy to set up. There's a lot of great resources out there. And even for, regardless of what you use, the great thing with the internet nowadays is there's a lot of tools and resources that are so easy. Like you said, like with TikTok videos, it's super easy to create decent videos. You just got to get started with it. It's just getting out there. And, and like you said, the video is a great place to start because you can then multi-purpose that and remix it into to different things. Yeah. So when I, uh, in college, when I was interviewing uh, people, um, you know, most of it was over the phone. Some of it was a little video. It was kind of early yep. video. Um, and then I started my own podcast and it used to be so much harder. Like yes. you had to host your own files somewhere yeah. and you had to like pay for this and that, and you had to distribute it yourself. Now with sites like Anchor and Spreaker, you know, with one click of a button, after you set it up with one click of a button, yep. it'll distribute your podcast to you know, I guess the biggest ones are Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts. Those are really the, the biggest ones. But, yep. you know, with one, literally one click of a button, you're on every podcast platform. So, yep. you know, you record the video, you take the audio, um, you know, you always have to give it a title and a description. Um, you always want to put in the show notes, you know, you can promote stuff and promote your website or whatever. Um, so it's really a lot simpler than people think. Um yep. So, that, so that's basically the essentials are you might need, you know, like you're using a headset, you could use a headset with a mic, yep. um, like I said, Zoom, and then you just need something like an anchor or I use Spreaker.com um, to distribute it. And then um, and then from there, you also maybe want some marketing material. That's a big thing, too, is, you know, having graphics like I know you have graphics and you post stuff. So yep. you want to have some graphics made to promote it. Um because it is audio, but you know, you, it's harder to post audio on social media than it is like a photo yeah. or video. Um, so I, like I tell people I can help you with a podcast, but it's really the video side too. So it's kind of mm. like the YouTube side of it and the podcast side because, you know, content remixing. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you're going to do it, you might as well do both. That's, that's my thought is like, yeah. if you're going to do video, why not take an extra step, turn it into audio. And it's, if you're using something like zoom, which is what I do, I literally do my video. I download the, when I create, edit my video, I just extract the audio, put it in. And it's like an extra 20 minutes, 10 minutes of my day to do that. And now you've got two different platforms and you'd be amazed at the different people that will connect in different channels. Like some people will love the video and then some people will love the audio and you're reaching more people with the same content by remixing it. And you're able to, again, spread 
how quickly you can connect with people and, and add value because you're, you're leveraging what you're doing, which it starts with the video. Yeah. I think the other thing too, if you want to take it at the next step is, um, you know, a podcast is a, is a different experience than YouTube. Mm. So like a podcast could technically be like more of a show than a YouTube. Yep. Like you could just put the video on YouTube. Like I do this for clients sometimes. It depends on them, but just put the video on YouTube. But then in the audio, you could have an intro with music and you talking, you know, whether it's just like five, 10, 20 seconds, yep. you know, if you listen to podcasts, you know what I mean? A lot of popular podcasts have like a theme music with the intro, uh, and then you can also have your own commercials on your own podcast too. So like for clients, we'll have them um, create, you know, we'll create like three or four commercials for them and kind of rotate them for different episodes. And that's like, that's like you said, leveraging. That's another thing you can leverage is you can promote other people's stuff on your podcast. Yeah. There's a community event coming up. So, you know, it just depends how far you really want to take it. Exactly. That's a great point too, is, and if you're going, again, if you're going after local businesses and things in the community, that's a great opportunity to further promote them. They could have their own little commercials that you could be featured in, in your show. You can charge them or not charge them, or you can work out something where they're promoting you and you're, you're promoting them. And it just, again, it, it all ties together and it creates a more cohesive marketing message while connecting and building more relationships. And that's a big, big value if, if you do it right. And I can guarantee you, if you look in your community, most people aren't doing a podcast or aren't doing a show like that. You can be the one who's doing it. And a lot of agents will look and say, well, there, no one's doing it, so it must not be a good thing. And the reality is most agents are terrified to do it, and that's why they're not doing it. It's not that it's not a good thing to do. It's most people are afraid or, or don't know how or aren't willing to take that first step. So if you're willing to do that and put yourself out there, there's a ton of opportunity, but you have to be willing to do it. Yeah, that's why I say that this is only for certain people, you know, people who are really passionate and want to do this kind of stuff, because otherwise yep. you're not going to do it. I think the other thing, too, with podcasts is, you know, you have to think about what you're going to make a podcast about, because you're mm. not going to make a podcast about real estate because nobody's going to listen to that. Exactly. So, like, I hate to keep using wrestling, but I have another great example of <laughs> guy. He, um, he has a huge mortgage company. Uh, I think he's licensed in, like, almost every state. Um but he hosts a lot of podcasts with different legends. Now he has his own podcast network. So he has like a ton of shows. Um, but what he does is he'll advertise his own mortgage company in his podcast. Hmm. So that's another thing too, is you have to figure out, you know, it goes back to your stick or your niche or what you like to do. You know, you got to think about um, what you would make a podcast about, what you're interested in, what people would listen to. I think that's the yeah. big thing too, is they're like, people think, oh, I need to make a real estate podcast. But no, you can make a podcast about your town. You know, you can make a podcast about whatever, but if it's just real estate, you know, nobody's going to listen to that. So that's why you should really think about, you know, what you're interested in and, and who you could talk to. Exactly. And thinking to do it in a different way and putting a little bit of a different spin. I have a friend of mine who owns a bakery and I told her a number of years ago, if it was me, I said, I would do a, a show and inter interview local businesses and community leaders and do uh, like an eat and, and chat kind of thing where she makes something from her bakery. She can send over some pies and cookies, whatever. And then they have a conversation around having that, that food kind of like the hot wings show or it's a yeah, hot yeah. one show yeah. where you just put something that you do tie it together. And it just, it's a different way to stand out and add value. And again, you're connecting with more people, creating a bigger audience and adding value to the people that are going to watch it, which is a big part of it, but you have to be willing to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it really keeps coming back to is you have to, want to do stuff like this or it's not going to yeah. work. 
So I want to ask you then about the staying power with this kind of stuff, because I find a lot of agents kind of burn out. They go gung-ho up, up front and they, they create some content and then they either run out of ideas or they lose steam because they don't get the results right away. What's your advice for agents who are kind of trying to, to plan long-term with content creation? Because I know for a lot of agents, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think that's why I tell people it needs to be part of your schedule and your routine where, you know, pick a time and day every, like I said, you could probably spend, I mean, granted, you do need someone to probably edit it. It depends on the type of videos you're making. If you're just going to edit yourself with TikTok, it makes it easier, but yep. you do need to have it in your schedule that you're going to record each week. And then that makes it a habit. And then it just kind of becomes automatic. Yep. Um, the other thing too, that's why I help people with content. Um, I don't want to say a content calendar, but like a spreadsheet of ideas. Yep. You no, know, like you could just, you could be in the shower and an idea pops up in your head. You could be, in the car, <laughs> you know, so like, even if you have the notes, you know, I, I have an iPhone, I have the notes in my iPhone. I put notes in there all the time. So yep. you put it in there. So I think like, if you kind of keep thinking about it and actively working on it and not trying to do everything at once, then you don't get burned out and you're just yep. constantly thinking. And like we said before, you might try, you're always trying new things out. So as you try new things out, you get more ideas. So when this worked, you're like, oh, cool. Well, a works or how do I build upon a, you know, you can make a series of videos where you cover the same topic. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, it becomes part of your, your regimen um, and just part of your everyday life. You know, you don't have to, you could film whatever you're comfortable filming, but you know, if you're uh, at the office, something pops into your head, just film it, you know, there's that. Exactly. And um, also if you're going to do an interview show, what I do is so like, I just launched my podcast. So what I'm doing is, I'm, I'm getting a bunch of video episodes in the can ahead of right. time so that I'm not struggling and stressing out later yep. to get more. So I've done, uh, so I just released the first episode, but I have five recorded already. So nice. I kind of stocked up before I released it because I know it can be a little tough sometimes getting people. So I think it's just a combination of making it part of your schedule, you know, put it in your schedule, yep. um, jot down some ideas. And as you, the more you do it, the easier it'll become and you won't get burned out. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's key. I, I know I've done two shows that I've created and I did the same thing, right? I spanked a bunch at the beginning and that just saves your bacon. It takes the pressure off you of having to run with it. It also gives you time to make sure that everything's working before you go live. And if you, some people jump start and then it's like, oh, they forgot this. They forgot this, need to figure this out. And then you're kind of going backtracking. So kind of making sure you have enough going, but don't wait too long. Or I've seen that happens where a lot of agents are waiting for this perfect, everything has to be so perfect before they go live. And it's like, sometimes it's good to just get out there and get started and, 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 and adapt as you go along. Yeah. I have a great example of that. So my first episode, I didn't use, I didn't have like a external mic. I used my computer mic and mm. it was okay. It got the job done. But while I was listening to it. I'm like, I need better mic. So now I have a better mic. So that's why, you know, people understand we're not perfect and they understand yep. things, you know, as long as you fix it and change it. But, you know, I think people understand, and it's also free content. So who's going to complain? You know, exactly. exactly. Somebody complains. It's like, all right, well, they're a complainer whatever, but yeah, it's just better to just get started and, and learn as you go. Exactly. I, I want to go back to the point where you're talking about if the inspiration comes to you, because for a lot of agents, they go super structured with their content, which is good to, to be consistent, but sometimes that, off the fly or off the cuff kind of content can be some of the best content. And I think it's important to have a balance of both, especially as there, there's 
things that come up that, that, that are relevant in this moment, which is cool that, that you could tap into or leverage the everyone's doing the Will Smith memes and everything like that right now. That's the cool thing at the moment. You have to be yeah. tasteful if you're going to do stuff, but by leveraging some of those trends, you can get additional uh, exposure or, or interest, if you will, but still maintaining that steady content that you're creating. And I find if you have both, and I'm sure you'd agree that having that both is going to help kind of create consistency and value and, and, and increase the chances of getting more people. Yeah, I think you made a great point. You know, when we do spreadsheets, we kind of will spread it out like different columns. So, you know, real estate column, life column, you know, stick column, and then, you know, trending column that you make a great point is, you know, you kind of want to stay on top of trends mm. and make a video about what's going on in the world, because that's what's relevant right now. So, you know, while videos are um, evergreen, for the most part, they're also trendy and trending. So you make yep. a great point is that you want to, you know, make videos about things that are trending and are going on now or relevant. So like, you know, for St. Patrick's Day, you know, last month, you could have made a video about that. Yep. Um, anything that happens major in pop culture like that, you know, if you're a sports fan and your team wins like that. So yeah, I think you should mix that in. Yep. And then, you know, I think it depends on how private you are and how personable you are, but you know, if you're having a great day and you had a huge win or something, make a video about it. You know, if you went went to the gym and crushed a personal record, make a video about it. You know, I see a lot of agents, they'll post stuff about their kids and this stuff. You know, if you're comfortable with that, do that too. You know, people like to see that kind of stuff. Like your platform is your own reality show and people, yeah. you know, like you said, people don't like agents post all the time, just listed, just sold, which is great. I, I would mix that in, but if, if you're a real estate agent, I'm assuming you're buying, you know, you're selling stuff and listing them anyway. Like, like you don't get points for doing your job. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you want to mix in who you are in your real life and that'll kind of, um, yeah. people will attract, attract to you about the other stuff. Exactly. I just launched a, an episode today, the day of recording this uh, with Kate Lowe's. And that's what she talked about is being authentic to yourself and really creating a brand that if you're out in grocery shopping and you're in your track suit, your track pants, you don't care because you're being authentic to yourself. You're not having to create this alter ego that people can only see when you're doing real estate. And if you're willing to show who you are to the world, you're going to connect and resonate with people and they're going to connect and resonate with you. You may not connect with everybody, but the people who do connect with you will want to do business with you, will like you, will trust you. And, and you'll be able to build better relationships by being authentic and, and showing that to the world. Yeah, I have a funny story to add to that. So one of a uh, client that I used to work with is Krista Mayshore coaching, but she's a big, um, real estate coach. She's also an agent herself. Uh, so we used to do some marketing stuff for her and Krista, you know, she doesn't, she doesn't care. She just puts, she'll say whatever she puts, puts whatever out there. And, you know, I know it's tough being a woman because they don't, you know, they don't want to be on camera without makeup. Their hair has to look right. You know, I get yeah. all that. I understand it, but Krista just didn't care. And honestly, <laughs> the videos, you know, she would, sometimes she'd want to be made up and stuff. But honestly, a lot of times the video of her with no makeup, just being real will get yep. more likes than anything else. Yep. Cause I think people just respect that and resonate with it that, wow, this person's really showing me who they are. They're being transparent or being honest. And then that goes back to the, you know, the no like and trust thing is, wow, this, if this woman is willing to record this video when she just woke up and be this transparent with me, you know, I would love to do business with her. I'm sure she yep. does great business. Yeah, exactly. And that really will build the right type of audience that you want. And then you don't have to be anything. You don't have to, you don't have to put on a show. You can just show up, do your job, do it well. And people will, will want to do business with you. So I want to switch gears before we wrap up about 
and I want to dive into promoting your content because I find, again, a lot of agents struggle with, they can create the content, they get out there, but then they don't get any traction. They don't know how to promote it in a tactful way. What are you seeing work with agents as far as going out there and promoting the content they're doing and how can they get more from what they're doing? Yeah. So I know, you know, like we talked about social media earlier, how years ago you used to be able to reach more people organically and you know, the reason why TikTok is doing so great is because they don't gatekeep as much. They let you organically reach more people. And that's, yeah. I don't know why Facebook and Instagram doesn't seem to understand that or they don't want to budge. But yeah. basically, they, these platforms, they want you to spend money to reach more people. So I know it can be discouraging when you're posting something and it gets 10 views. But you know what? You don't know who's watching. Those, yeah. One of those 10 people might call you next week because of your video. So that's the one thing I tell people is don't get discouraged because... You don't know who's watching yep. and you know if you're making content with a purpose you could reuse it as well mm. so you know like if you if you make a uh, like a commonly asked question video you can make it for your website then you could post it on social media you could put it in your email newsletter so yeah um you know try to that's the other thing too is try to repurpose the content as much as you can but so yeah so don't get discouraged and the other thing is you have to be consistent yeah. and i'm telling you it works like you will be on top of mind with people. People will see your stuff. It might take a couple months to kind of get the ball rolling, but then, you know, like Crystal used to talk about all the time when she first really started doing video, she's in like a smaller town in California. Like she became a local celebrity in her town. People will say, Hey, I've seen your video. Oh, I know you. And people she didn't even know would, you know, she would act like she knows them, but she's like, I don't know. Her husband would be like, do I, do you know them? And they're like, no, I don't know. Them. Like, <laughs> see my videos. So yeah. You know, you really just, you have to be consistent um, and don't get caught up on the numbers. And if you, if it, if you're enjoying what you're doing and it's fun to you, that stuff doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the other things there's, there's, you know, there's only so many verticals you can promote your stuff, but you need to leverage all them. So you should be sending out emails. You know, if you make a video about a, a local pizza place, you hundred percent should be sending that an email out to your CRM you know, Hey, watch my video. You can link them to YouTube or your Facebook, whatever. Yep. So, you know, so what are really the avenue to promote your videos? There's social media, there's your personal page, your business page, which by the way, I kind of tell people you might as well more so focus on your personal page at this point. I agree. Yeah. Business pages are like, they're good to have, but you know, the personal pages I think are doing better. Yeah. The other thing too, that are growing, I mean, really growing our, our Facebook group. So yes, hundred percent. Yeah. I remember I went to a, a marketing conference. It was before COVID. So it must've been like four or five years ago. Uh, but back then there was a Facebook rep there giving a presentation and they were talking about back then how they were purposely pushing Facebook groups more now. So yeah. if you see more group activity and more groups popping up, it's not by, it's by design. It's Facebook. Yeah. I think, I guess Facebook thinks people will use it more and they'll be more connected in groups. So I, and I personally use groups too. So I would definitely, you know, you want to join groups. I'm in a bunch of uh, networking groups in my area. So, you know, type in your town or your city name and join every single group. You know, you don't want to spam the group. You might want to message the admins and become friends with them and see yep. what the rules are. But you definitely, you should, you need to be posting in groups. Like groups are a great way. You know, there's offline networking groups and then there's these online ones. Yep. And some of these groups have a lot, you know, I'm in a local uh, Philadelphia business group. And there's like 5,000 people in there. So, you know, and that goes back to being consistent. So you could yep. post a video in there once a week, once every two weeks. So, um, so ways to promote it, you know, your personal social media group, business page, your email. Um, what else? 
I mean, just, you know, sphere of influence too, you know, make a content, send it to your friends, yep. send it to your clients. Um, you know, there's LinkedIn as well. There's Instagram, there's TikTok, not all that stuff. I don't know if that'll help you as much locally, but it's, you know, on, on Instagram, you can use hashtag TikTok. You can use hashtags. Yep. Uh, but I feel like those are probably the main avenues. I mean, you could spend some money to promote your content too on social media, you know, spend five, you can spend five bucks a day just to get more views on it. So yeah. that's a strategy you could try too. I want to just quickly mention the Facebook groups too, because I think it's important for a lot of agents to realize that if you do it correctly, especially if you run your own Facebook group, there's a lot of power in running your own Facebook group yeah. and being the admin. You can do live videos, which I tell agents all the time. They don't realize that you can do like a Facebook live from the group. You can use Facebook stories from it. But a, a big thing that a lot of agents don't realize is that it's the, the conversations that happen in those groups are organic. It's like you're walking into a, a party and you're able to chat with people. When you're using a Facebook page, a business page, it's just pushing your message out there. And it's fine, like you said, but it doesn't have the same effect that, it, that the other strategies do. And Facebook groups literally have way more clout. They have way more, because Facebook doesn't throttle the groups like they do with pages and you don't have to pay to have your stuff. So you can really build a solid following. And if we go back to what you mentioned about doing community-based videos and, and getting to know the restaurants and stuff, when you're sharing those, it's not really spam because you're not really promoting yourself. You're promoting the community and most people are going to be okay with you sharing your videos about what's happening in the community because it's a it's a coming from contribution and not just hey i'm in real estate and if you tried to post a real estate video about how great you are it's going to get flagged no one's going to want to see it no one's going to watch it but when you're sharing that content in those groups especially when it's then hyper local you can join a hyper local group and that restaurant is in that neighborhood or that business services that neighborhood it's more relevant and more impactful to those people because it's lining up with their ideal audience as well hundred percent. Yeah. It's all about providing the value. So what you could do is, you know, when you make a video at a local restaurant, you don't want to even mention, you know, so you want to mention it twice in the beginning, you can say, Hey, I'm Zach Shaw from Keller Williams, Philadelphia. I'm with blah, blah, blah. And then yep. you can say it again at the end. So yep. you're still getting your stuff in there, but it's not about you. It's about exactly. the community. And I think you make a good point with Facebook groups. Um, if there's not a huge group out there, you can make one yourself. You know, a lot of times they're already established ones. So if you don't want to make your own, at least if you join these group, make sure you're adding value as well. Yeah. Like post in your group every day, you know, comment on other people's stuff and then mix in your stuff too. Then you become known in that group. And when someone says, Hey, I'm looking for uh, an agent, who do you recommend? You know, people in the, I've seen it. I see it all the time. People, I have a friend who sells insurance. He gets most of his business from Facebook group because- yeah he's contributed and put in the effort and it really doesn't take a lot of time. Most people are already on Facebook all day anyway. So exactly. why not, you know, why not put in some, add some value to these local groups and then you'll become known. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's super powerful, but you got to be willing to do it. So I, I think that's the message today. You got to right, be willing, right. no matter what you're doing, it's, you got to start and do it. So if you were to give our, our viewers uh, one last piece of advice, if they're looking to get into content marketing or enhance the content marketing they're doing, what advice would you give? Well, first of all, I just looked at the clock. I can't believe what time it is already. It's like really <laughs> flown by. This has been awesome. I really appreciate you having me on. I'll have to have you on my show. But um, so a piece of advice is, you know, like we said before, just get started. Um, you know, you don't even have to release your first couple of videos if you're not comfortable. Yeah. But you need to at least start making them. So, you know, you can make a couple and you could send it to your, your significant other or people, other agents at your brokerage, or if you have a manager, you know, start making stuff and just kind of slowly showing it to people. 
and, you know, get some feedback, so get some advice. Cause it's definitely an adjustment. It's definitely like a, a learning process. Yep. Um, so like I said, you can make stuff. You don't necessarily have to release it. If you're comfortable with it, then just go ahead and release it. Um, but yeah, you definitely want to start, just get started. Um, and everything revolves around video. So you can re you could remix a video like five, 10 different ways. You know, you yeah. can even all the time we'll take a video, we'll get it transcribed and uh, turn it into a blog post. Yeah. You could take like a quote from your video that you said and turn it into an image for social media. So yeah. um, everything really revolves around video. Um, and like we said, video could be turned into audio as well. Um, so really it comes down to video. And I don't think a lot of people realize that you could simply use Zoom. Like, you know, you're in your house. It looks great. looks like a nice house. So <laughs> if you have a nice setup, like you could just, you know, you should have a nice setup. You can put your yep. sign in the back or whatever. Yep. Um, so, you know, you can use, if you're going to do shorter videos for social media, you can use your cell phone. You know, if you have a marketing person or an assistant and you don't want to film yourself, they can film you with their phone. Um, so yeah, get started with that. And, um, you know, use Zoom for longer form videos. You know, you can really just incorporate video. It can just help you so much. You can, um, you know, maybe you get asked the same question a hundred times. Well, make a video about that. Yeah. Make FAQ section on your website, put that video on there. And then you could tell people, hey, if you have, you know, watch these videos. And then if you still have a question, come back and let me know. So, exactly. you know, there's that too. And then the last part is just goes back to what we talk about is figure out who you are, who your audience is and what type of content you can make. Uh, and then, you know, jot some ideas down, keep adding to it and then just start making content. Yeah, it's great advice. Just got to listen to it and go do it and you'll, you'll <laughs> right. see the results. Right. So uh, we always end it with a, a best book. So what's one book you'd recommend that's had an impact on your life or you think would have an impact on our viewer's life? Well, great question. I, I read off and on. Um, I try to read more on and off. Um, <laughs> so I'm just trying to think. So I just got this book. Uh, it's called the, the Millionaire's Mindset. The Secret to a Millionaire's Mind is what okay. it's called. Um, I forget the guy's name. He has like a longer name, but it's just really, um, it's just kind of, you know, I don't want to say poor versus rich people, but there definitely is a mentality, a successful mentality that certain people have versus other people have. Yep. And this book kind of just talks about that. And, you know, this guy was not always a millionaire and now he's a hundred millionaire. And he kind of talks about his journey and just the mindset that you need to have of like stuff we're talking about, like just, you just got to do it. Yeah. Got to be positive. You got to have a good outlook on things. Um, so that's the most recent book. Uh, you know, I tend to read more like self-help books like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, that kind of book can really, really um, shift your mindset and how you view things. Uh, and I definitely recommend it. I think I have like one chapter left, but I, I love it. Awesome. Was it T. Harvecker? You got yeah, it. Yeah. Great, yeah, great, yeah. great book. Yeah. I've read that a couple of Oh, you read it? Yeah, it's, it's, it, it you got to shift your mindset and that's the key to it. And that's half of what stops more than half of what stops is our mindset. So it's not external forces and things like that. It's, it's what's between our ears that stops us from succeeding. So if you can shift that, you can absolutely see a, a change in yourself and the business that you do. Yeah. I think so with mindset and content creation, you just have to look at it like it's fun and it's exciting. Like you have your own show, you have yep. your own platform, you could do whatever you want. And People, some people will resonate with it, some won't, but you're making it for the people that will. So, you know, be excited that you get to create and, you know, exactly. and everything else will fall into place. Awesome. So how can our viewers check out what you're up to, connect with you and find out more about what you're doing? 
Sure. Um, so um, you can contact my personal social media if you want. It's Zach Scholl. I'm Z-A-C-S-H-U-L-L. Uh, you can learn more about Connect Me by going to ZachScholl.com, Z-A-C-S-H-U-L-L.com. Uh, there was no good domains for Connect Me, so yeah. I'm working on that. <laughs> In the meantime, I figured I'd just buy my name, you know what I mean? Nice. So it's easier. Yeah. Yeah, so you could go there and, and see, you know, how we can help you with producer content and stuff like that. Uh, and then I also just launched my own podcast. It's called Coaches and Content. Um, so it does focus a little bit more on coaches and leadership, but I try to cover stuff that anyone can relate to. So I think anyone would enjoy it. Um, you know, I just launched the first episode. We had a LinkedIn expert, um, which actually maybe I'll introduce you guys. She might be a good guest. Yeah, awesome. you know, she'll, yeah she'll like write, she writes your bio, helps you with your headlines. Uh, helps you with your resume because you know LinkedIn definitely important for farming too. I would say you know a lot of uh, professionals on there. Yep. Um, so yeah, you could check that out. I interviewed someone about meditation. I'm interviewing someone about Facebook ads. All types of stuff that anyone can relate to. So that's called coaches and content. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's on podcasts. You know Spotify, Apple, and um, that's pretty much it. You know ZachShow.com is the biggest thing and. Um, I really appreciate you having me on. This is great. Yeah. I can't believe it's already like an hour. <laughs> well, we'll put those in the show notes so people can check that out and find out more what you're up to. So thank you, Zach, for being on the show. I really appreciate you bringing your experience, your expertise, and your passion to our audience. I know they're going to get a lot out of this and they'll really enjoy this episode. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And it's nice to talk this. You know, when somebody knows what you're talking about and they agree, it makes everything easier, you know? You <laughs> yes. Yeah. Explain this stuff to someone who has no idea. They just don't get it. So. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks for checking out today's episode. If you'd like more videos like this, be sure to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out our Facebook page and our other social media channels. Looking forward to bringing you more great content like this and happy farming. Mm -hmm.